This is the Monocast, all about open source marketing automation with Montic. And here is your host, Eki Gamble. Yeah, that's right. Hey, welcome everybody. And with me, like always, here is Leon. Hi, Leon. How are you? Hey, I'm pretty good, thank you. Pretty good, thanks. Um, we are talking today to, no, not to Michael Jordan. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry for the clickbait. Uh, we're talking to uh, two people, actually. That's uh, to Michael Woolman and to Jordan Erasmus. And uh, that's in a bit. And... Um, the conversation is titled Built-in Tools for Advanced Tasks, tasks with Mordic. We talk about things left and right from that as well. Pretty good stuff. Listen on to it. And uh, we start with something else. Leon, what's up? Yeah, there's been two new things. The 3.3.3 um, is out now. It's a bug fix release, just like a usual normal bug fix release. But there's also, by the time that this episode airs, the 4.0 beta should be available and testable for the open public. I hope it is. Yeah, it's a little bit overdue, uh, but but I'm pretty optimistic that it's going to be available now. And obviously, uh, Mordic 4 is a big deal. And yeah. this first beta is uh, yeah highly awaited. Uh, I find it funny that you, that you find this 3.3.3 bug fix release so normal, just just... A year ago or so, it was completely unheard of to be on such a regular uh, schedule. And, and I love the fact that we are now and uh, that the product team is, is shelling out bug fix releases on a really reliable schedule and, and making things better all the time. So yeah, uh, thumbs up to you guys. Compared to a year ago, we've come very far. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe one and a half year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, credits to, to all of you. Um, then um, there's a little bit of additional documentation um, on the feature of auto-filling forms. Mm -hmm. And obviously not, not magic, but, but uh, mm. giving data with a link to a form. So the so form fields will be pre-filled when you arrive at the form. That's not a new thing. It's also not rocket science. But there are some, some tricky things about it. And uh, there was a longish discussion in the forums including uh, Mike W, that's Michael Woolman in, in our interview today. Mm. Um, and in this um, forum, the outcome was, was pretty well documented. And I hope it's going to make its way into the official documentation or knowledge base or whatever. Yep. But for now, the link is in the show notes. You can find all the details about pre-filling form fields in the show notes. Yeah, and catching <laughs> the uh, sharing knowledge aspect uh joey made a new video like following up i think we talked about the new email builder and had that great interview i think two episodes ago yeah more than uh, 24 yeah and um joey made a interview explaining more details about the new email builder and um, yeah if you're interested in that link to that is in the show notes he also made a tutorial on amjml for i think 15 bucks and it's just really brief. It's a good starting point if you want to do your own templates. And link to that will be also in the show notes. Yeah. Again, the YouTube video explains how to use the builder. The tutorial, the paid tutorial, uh, explains how to create your own templates. And and yeah, I agree. I mean, fifteen bucks is is, is nothing. So we we clicked it right away. <laughs> and uh, keeping on the YouTube side of things, the YouTube channel Goodbye Metrics had an interview with Alex Hammerschmidt, which is fairly known as we also had interviews with him. And uh, he talked about how to create email marketing strategies around Mordic. It's also very informative. And if you're out there into that and want to know more, link to that will be in the show notes, as always. Yeah, yeah, obviously, Alex uh, was also part of the, that uh, email builder interview two episodes ago. Oh yeah, right, right. And um, yeah, so one one of our uh, main players in the email space, which is big deal in, in Mordic, of course. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Um, and then uh, there's another thing that's now live, and that is the Mordic Community Partners Program. Oh, it hasn't 
I, I'm not sure. Did we mention it before? I don't know. Uh, anyway, so there, there's a blog post announcing it, and in the partner pa partner page uh, has an easy URL: this mordic.org/mordic-community-partners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Easy was ironic, but you <laughs> find it in the menu. Um, and it basically lists the mordic service providers f from within the active contribu contribution community. Um, so, in other words. If you are a Mordic server, uh, service provider and you come to a l certain level of contribution, you will be listed here, not only by name, but also with a logo, a backlink, a uh, text, a form, and, and whatever. No, not, not whatever, but, <laughs> um, but, but things like this. Mm -hmm. So it's a really valuable things for those service providers. Yep. It is obviously also really, so really valuable for uh, Mordic users or potential Mordic users because it helps them to find trusted partners. And uh, the biggest deal, of course, is that it's good for the Mordic project because it is additional motivation and really tangible motivation for contribution. So full disclaimer, we are an agency ourselves. We are a Mordic service provider. We are on that list because we do contribution and we have been doing that for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Contribution is measured in multiple things. Um, very importantly, code cont contribution, but many other things as well, like, like working in teams, uh, providing documentation, financial uh, sponsoring, um, all sort of things. There is an algorithm behind it that is not disclosed for obvious reasons, but it is um, recalculated every month. And, and so there's sort of ranking and uh, that company that was very active in one month will rank very high for the next month. And that's obviously good value. Um, over time, I, I assume there will be even more uh, features in, in this page, but for now it is really, really, really great to have that. and, and uh, thank Ruth for making this happen and I think it's a big step forward for Mordic. And if you are a Mordic company or a Mordic service provider yourself, uh, maybe this is the one that gets you over the line to become an active con contributor uh, or to become a more active contributor because it's, it's no big deal to get on that list and I think it's worth the effort and it's also fun like we always say. What do you think? Yeah, what I really like is that um, even like smaller agencies or even just small startups are now able to get a bit more visibility if they have an active contribution contingent. So maybe there are not many people like small startup, maybe two to three, but if they provide a lot of yeah contribution to the community, they will get more visibility and they will get yeah credit for what they did. So I think that's a pretty great new feature. Um, I really like it. Yeah, well, we just had that discussion about getting credit for what one does. Um, obviously, that has been the case before as well. So if, if you are doing something that is not completely under the hoods, um, mm -hmm. no. that will be recognized, you will have visibility and, and credibility and, and everything. Um, and Unrelated to this list, that is still the case, of course. If I provide an, an important uh, plugin, for instance, then that's going to be linked to my name. And, and I hopefully will uh, basically have, have a business uh, profit from that. Um, the other thing is that over time, I, I, I sure hope that there's going to be more and more companies in on this list and then some will be small as you say some may be larger more capable of doing contribution of sorts and what does that mean to the, to the smaller ones that's not trivial because we don't want to make it impossible for freelancers or for for startups to get on this list and to to support their modic business and so may, once again this thing will evolve over time and there will be multiple levels maybe or, or um, categories or what have you um, yeah. to to make to, to provide something for everyone. And 
the algorithm will change over time and all that. But we have a starting point and I love it. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, now, getting to the interview, again, uh, Michael or Mike W., pretty well known from the forums and, and his uh, friend and colleague, Jordan Erasmus, um, they're both located in Tel Aviv and we, we did provide this or we, we recorded this interview before, before the current escalations in and around Tel Aviv uh, started. I just talked to them uh, earlier today and they assured me that they are in, in fine shape and, and friends and family as well. Um, so I'm happy to hear that, but nonetheless, it, it is so depressing that, that things are going on over and over again and the, 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 the violence on both sides and the, the politicians. Uh, oh my God. Uh, yeah, don't, don't get me started. I, I, <laughs> I'm so frustrated with this situation. I can only ask everybody who cares what I ask for, but, but I think um, we should get, back, should get back to a scenario of hope and not of, of violence and, and uh, retaliation and everything. Anyways, um, getting back to the positive tone, here comes <laughs> the interview with, with Michael Jordan. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, there we go. Hey, welcome to another three-way interview today. I'm very happy to welcome Michael Woolman on the show, uh, better known by Mike W. on the forums. Hi, Mike. Hi. And we have Jordan Erasmus. Hey, Jordan. Welcome. Hey. Hey, hey. how are you doing? <laughs> very good. Thanks. Uh, glad to have you and uh, thanks for your time. Um, you're both with Search Media, which is a boutique agency uh, based in Tel Aviv, Israel. And uh, you're specialized in, in Mordic, I do understand. Uh, before we talk about a ton of Mordic, tell me a little bit about your life before Mordic. So basically, what is your background and all uh, points in your career? And also because it's two of you, how did you meet and then oh, what happened next? Sure. Um, so this is this is Mike uh, speaking. Um, I think that uh, my um, my work life started um, over twenty something years ago in the um, internet security arena, um, and I was part of a few uh, a few different startups along the way that were dealing with internet security and Linux system administration until 2006 when I entered into the uh, casino arena. And then from 2006 until about 2015, I was a casino affiliate on the one side and then moved over to a casino operator. Um, our previous company was acquired by Caesars Interactive Entertainment and we had the privilege of running Caesars Casino, Harris Casino and the World Series of Poker mm -hmm. in uh, New Jersey and Nevada when the U.S. started regulating casino again. Um, <clears throat> uh, at that time, uh, we actually, just a little bit before we joined Caesars Interactive Entertainment, Jordan was working at a, uh, another company that a friend of mine was working at. And that's actually how we were introduced. And we worked together briefly just before uh, moving over to Caesars. And then about two or three years ago, um, we've always been friends since then, and about two or three years ago, uh, we decided to join forces and start Surge Media. Cool. Yeah, exactly. It actually, uh, we actually started a brand before that uh, together, which was pretty cool. Um, so there was always a business sense going into <laughs> the relationship, I think, which was fun. Cool. You guys, uh, you know what? My, my my start of my career was also in, in Linux and in security and that sort of things around the center uh, century. That was quite a, quite an age ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but exactly, uh, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to get back to the casino stuff in a second, but but um, first of all, uh, when you or how did you discover Mordic in the first place, and what were you? first steps and what were the next steps in the way are you today in terms of services and clients and all? Sure. So a few years ago, I was an external marketing consultant for a bunch of different companies, um, dealing mainly with marketing automation. 
At the time, I had used most of the big uh, automation tools out there, uh, whether it be Silverpop, um, Oracle, uh, ActiveCampaign, um, even back to the days of uh, Email Vision, if anybody remembers that. <laughs> and uh, one of the companies I was working with was interested. Uh, they had heard about Mautic, and uh, they were interested about using it. And we actually approached uh, Acquire at the time. And that is how I was introduced to the software itself. Uh, eventually, the company did not go with uh, with Acquire, but uh, I continued using uh, using Mautic. I've I've come from the open source community in the past, and as Jordan mentioned previously, when we initially started up, we started up with a company that was doing influencer marketing, and mm. we used yeah, it was very very cool. It was <laughs> a great time, and we used the tool in order to communicate both with the influencers and with our clients, so automating the entire process of uh, onboarding different influencers and connecting up influencers with different clients, etc. Uh, one, one of the main reasons that um, Maltec appealed to me was the open source factor. Um, I was brought up uh, uh, from in the technology world on open source. Um, my, first, my first introduction to, uh, to open source was obviously uh, uh, using, using Linux. And um, in one of my previous companies, I needed to build a workflow in order to connect uh, the process of um, <clears throat> clients coming in and how they go through the company. And I started using Drupal at the time. And this was back in Drupal 5.0. And we built our first workflow over there. Um, <clears throat> so uh, so the, the idea of an open source marketing automation tool definitely appealed to me and uh, the, the whole idea of open source is uh, I, I think it's a great idea I think it leads to a lot more security stability um, and overall ownership of your of your software as well yeah good point okay very cool and uh, again your clients today are all the way um, from from here to there <laughs> uh, yeah that, that yeah question. sure b2c b2b b2g uh, able to kind of customize their needs, um, uh, or let's say customize the solution that we provide for their individual needs. Um, you know how every client has kind of a specific methodology of uh, sales fulfillment or um, onboarding or um, even B2C fulfillment of sales. Um, you, you get involved with all different kinds of sales processes. So it's interesting to be able to customize uh, the automation to each customer. Um, and Maudic seems to be able to handle whatever we throw at it. So <laughs> yeah. that's also been fun getting... Uh, getting familiar with how everything is achievable. Um, so that's been a lot of fun getting to know the system and uh, working through its uh, quirks and systems and so on. Um, you know, coming from the from the casino side, uh, we, I've previously built up a full CRM and marketing automation uh, platform along with payment processing and internal marketing and so on, running uh, probably an automation team of about 10 people. Um, and so it was really interesting to see how Mata could compete um, even on that level and really stable. And when you kind of get your feeling around cron jobs and triggers and so on and so forth and optimization, um, then you can really do some some special stuff. And uh, again, um, as standalone kind of applications or campaigns, right into um, automation of uh, transaction emails. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's been really fun to get used to. Yeah, that's a, an excellent point because I, I also see not only government, but also educational uh, organizations uh, using Mordic not so much for marketing, but for the workflow capabilities. And it's just a tool set. And then that's, of course, a starting point. And once they have it, they do more. But... But given that they've been very hesitant looking at tools like this only two or three years ago, that's a significant change, at least over here in the EU. Uh, yeah, cool, very good. Um, well, this casino thing is, of course, pretty fascinating to everybody outside of it. Uh, and I have to admit, I have zero 
clue about how that works, what's legal, what's ethical, what is being done and what's not, and uh, what what is the development over time. But I think I'm or I'm pretty sure there's a lot of money involved and a lot of expertise. Um, and beyond the, the technical aspect, is there any specific parallels or, or, or approaches that you could could translate into our regular quote unquote marketing online or online marketing world? Any learnings from there? Maybe I can touch on that for a moment. Um, so basically with the casino industry, you're dealing with quite a psychological product. Um, so uh, you, you want to shorten the cycle of the message going to them and make that message as appropriate as possible as they're landing on your website. Mm -hmm. um, so the real time, um, let's say, uh, what would we call it in, in Mordic terms, dynamic content. <laughs> Um, that engine uh, needs to be working very well and kind of take them through their funnel, um, which you kind of design for them. Um, and I think it works exactly the same in every industry. Um, every kind of customer has a conversion cycle or an acquisition cycle and then a retention cycle and then probably even a reactivation cycle on, on churn. Um, so it's nice to be able to cut up those campaign objectives as well uh, into Modic and uh, um, within segments, campaigns, etc., be able to deal with each one of those um, drop-off points. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, email is is by far the the most relevant channel that they use or they have been using and that are you are still using with other clients today. Is that right? Email and SMS, yes. Okay, well, uh, any... Yeah, I think I think uh, e email and SMS. Uh, S SMS is obviously a, an amazing channel. It's a little bit more expensive, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have the, the issue of inboxing, really, because any SMS that you send out goes directly to the person. Um, and, you know, recently we've seen uh, a lot of WhatsApp starting on the, on the business level. Uh, a lot yeah. of the providers of have got there. a lot of... Yeah, and a lot of the providers have got a lot of regulations around WhatsApp. Um, there is, uh, we actually did a great uh, integration. I think, I'm, I'm not sure if it was Joey that wrote wrote up an article or so, there's somewhere on the forum, there is a, a explanation on how to use a webhook inside a campaign to send off WhatsApp messages right, via yeah. Twilio. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah we yes. did, we did so, talk about that one in in the previous show. Yeah, yeah, excellent okay, part. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. so, so I, I, that 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 was a great thing that I got out of the uh, you know out of the community, for example, was was learning how to do that, and we actually ran a a campaign recently with a with a financial client of ours that was um, doing a webinar, and mm -hmm. uh, in order to communicate the time and the date and the confirmation of the webinars, they were using WhatsApp. And we did this through uh, through segments and through campaigns, uh, including the webhook uh, explanation that was put out there. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. And when when it comes to to email marketing, I know you're doing quite high numbers for your clients. Uh, is there any learnings that you can share in in terms of scaling or or de deliverability or whatever? Well, I think that um, yeah, email marketing has evolved so much from from back in the day. I mean, when I started emailing, and it really must have been probably 15 plus years ago, you would send an email out and it would land up in the person's inbox 90% of the time. Today, it's uh, becoming much more challenging to inbox, even for you know the white, 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 uh, email marketers out there today, uh, unless you've warmed up your IP correctly, unless you have relevant content, unless your lists are very, very good, there is always that frustration of seeing uh, a rather low open rate initially. Um, one of the things that we uh, do with all of our clients is when we onboard clients, we obviously do a full check on where the data is coming from, how they've acquired the data, and we actually force them to run their data through our um, through our own proprietary uh, uh, verification software that mm -hmm. we built ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, so you know we go and we vet the email addresses. Um, 
and then we will, uh, you know, we, we, we aren't able to, to extract the spam traps over there. However, we are able to get a very, very good feel on what is a valid email address, if it's a catch-all address, if it's a full inbox, et cetera, et cetera. And I think this is uh, pertinent to, uh, to good emailing as, as well as the messaging, uh, the content that you're that you sending in the emails, um, and then to have a proper warm-up schedule. Um, and this is actually something that, uh, that Maltic has, has done nicely for us. Uh, using the, the queued emails and the cron jobs, you're able to um, stagger amount of emails you're sending per hour or per day yeah so if you have a a, a good a good warm-up schedule which is generally i would say it takes us around uh 20 days to get up to a speed of about two hundred thousand emails a day mm-hmm. um, and we've had clients that purchase data from third-party uh, opt-ins and are looking at sending out millions of emails a day so obviously over there you would need to make sure that you have a number of different IPs, warm up each IP accordingly, and mm-hmm. uh, and get to the numbers that you want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's always a tough nut, but but uh, it's uh, in, invaluable to. Is that the right word? <laughs> it's very valuable yeah. to to have all this experience and all those uh, mistakes made once, but not twice. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. And I feel like like uh, email is not losing relevance these days. It's, it's still a very hot topic, and, and uh, a big part of the, the discussion is always about best ways to deliver email to, to clients or to yeah customers. yeah. Look, I think that you know be, be, being in this business, you you need to be with your with your finger on the pulse. Mm-hmm. And um, there has been you know, I, I remember recently about a year or so ago. Uh, discussing it with clients and they were like well does email really work that well and i think that email is one of the consistent forms of communication that has worked in the past and that works today um, and we see that every single time we onboard a new client that hasn't been communicating with their database and all of a sudden they start to communicate with the database and they say oh i've got a sign up over here oh i've got a purchase over here oh i've got a lead over here wow this is really cool um, so it's, it's nice to see that that surprise on their face as well. <laughs> Very good. I think in one word, maybe you could just say it's consistency. Email marketing is about consistency, um, whether it's consistency of your messaging or monitoring or reporting or whatever it is. Um, and uh, a lot of people just, uh, you know, they get an idea in the head, run it for two or th- two or three months if you're lucky. <laughs> Yeah. And then kind of just drop it off, right? Um, so that's the that's the the really um, the the biggest selling point of marketing automation um, is is that those campaigns are working for you so long as you keep the funnel filling up and you keep uh, mm-hmm. new acquisition and and traffic coming through. Yeah, those campaigns are working for you twenty four seven. Yeah, well, as you say, I, I couldn't agree more. It's it's a uh, it's about the, the clients who need to understand consistency, and then and it's about the proper setup and and uh, ongoing fueling. Yeah. Sure. Oh well. Um. Yeah. Let Let's move on a little bit. And one thing that we first uh, talk or when we first talked was part of the discussion was the the fact that Mordic has so many hidden gems or so many uh, under leveraged uh, corners and niches and so maybe you can talk a little bit about those built-in features that that can be used for advanced tasks but but are uh, rarely do you have any examples for what you mean by that oh you know this there's such simple things that can be done to see um kind of immediate results uh you know um and you know th- simple things that come to mind uh according to your example are like lead qualification simple lead qualification um, uh, let's say notifications okay um so if a, a user visits three pages and your contact detail is known notify your sales team uh to contact that user because he's he's pretty hot 
And you actually have the ability to then go through his browsing history and kind of um, structure the conversation so that it's not a cold conversation. It's kind of a warm uh, initial call, right? Mm -hmm. um, another thing that we can look at is something like a, a daily follow-up list. So with the contact management in Mordek, um, you can actually uh, schedule a campaign to show the salesperson's contacts that he needs to follow up with on a specific day for that specific day only. Ooh, um, so he's, yeah, exactly. What, yeah, it's, it's uh, actually sales automation and some, some uh, violently, violently argue that that's not the point of marketing automation. And I've, I've seen it um, discussed frequently, but, but rarely done in, in, in real life. And I'd be curious to learn more about that. So, so you have scenarios where that is actually being done through Mordic? That's cool. Definitely. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. And we, we initially did it with tags mm -hmm. um, and then we moved it over into an actual parameter inside the contact card mm -hmm. um, where it was just, let's say, more firm inside the contact card as opposed to tags uh, for the sales manager or sales agent to um, update easily the contact, contact progress through yeah. the sales cycle. Uh -huh. um, so... That's that's what's so great about uh, Mordek is that you can you can go from really early impression and and page visits hits right mm -hmm. all the way through to deep retention and churn analysis and um, uh, RFM you know RFM uh, recency frequency and monetary yep. value um, for scoring and points. Wow, we've done we've done so much with Mordek in the last. <laughs> Two and a half, three years, it's uh, unreal, actually, to look back on it. Um, which is why these calls are great, man. Thanks for setting it up. Yeah, and I think, <laughs> I think that also that, um, you know, the, the one sales process that we set up for a, for a B2G client, um, we actually, we did that on exactly what Jordan was speaking about. On, we started qualifying leads on the number of times that actually came, came back to the website how many pages that they they had um, hit and mm -hmm. we started scoring them. And once they hit a certain score, we would then put this into a, what, a follow-up segment, for example. And then the salesperson would come in in the morning, he would open up his, his login and he would go into the segments, he'd see follow-up. Those were the people that he needed to call. And according to the outcome of the call, whether that was not answered or they wanted more information or they wanted a meeting, so it would go into the campaign and each uh, outcome had a different path inside the campaign and would channel the contact into the appropriate uh, person's inbox afterwards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, forgive me if it's a stupid question, but, but uh, do you have customers who uh, are using as an actual CRM system or uh, is that for the, the actual CRM work, do you always use... Uh, connected systems so we do we do have customers that are we are trying to get them to use it as a crm um you know there, there is no we have that of using both maybe primarily <laughs> yeah. sorry to interrupt you know, Mike. No, maybe um that are using it primarily as a crm um mm -hmm. not not primarily i think we we combine it both with an acquisition and a um, crm functionality um But that said, uh, our our mutual friends <laughs> are actually using it as a CRM primarily. So yeah, maybe Mike's right here. Okay, wow, Whew. crazy. Any other examples for for um, advanced usage of of modic features? Oh, wow, there's so many. Um, um, yeah, actually, we have a, we code. have a client. Yeah, we oh, we yeah. have uh, we have. We have a client that is running a 21-day challenge at the moment, mm -hmm. and we are using quite an intricate campaign over there on the 21-day challenge where we are um, using both webhooks and the normal uh, actions inside the campaign, and we're sending data outside of, uh, outside of Maltec into an external database where we do specific calculations and then pass this back into uh into the Maltec database and update mm. the leads and then accordingly different actions will be triggered 
according to how they're doing during their 21 day challenge. Um, we did build, uh, there was um, somebody that did a great plugin, it was the referral plugin. Um, that is a, a very, very cool plugin. It's actually a, a gem out there mm-hmm. because the way that it works is that if you have a, this referral form um, on your on your website, or you, you know, we 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 let people refer via WhatsApp or, or any other medium that they want. As soon as somebody puts in their friends' emails that they want to refer, this automatically goes into the database as well, and you can straight off, you can start communicating with these people. Oh. Obviously, depending on GDPR and where you are, yeah. you know there are different laws in the US according to the versus um, versus Europe. Europe, uh, the US is is kind of upside down in terms of uh, uh, communication. You can communicate with anybody. However, you before getting their permission, all you have to do is provide them with an unsubscribe. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I'll put the link to this plugin in the show notes i, I think and it's, it's my, it must be it must have been like like two months ago or so right when it was talked about i think, we I think ne- the never plugin was up. released the plugin was released about probably about six months or maybe a year ago and oh. we still i started using it about six months ago we started using it and then mm. i started commenting on the uh, on the specific topic oh. um and then um, I think that I've mentioned it in some of uh, in some of the posts, and uh, obviously on on our blog as well. Yeah, it, it must have been just recently that I stumbled upon it, and uh, yeah, I, I'll add it to the show notes, and people know what we're talking about. Okay, yeah, good. and uh, how did that work for you? The refer this entire uh, campaign with the referral codes, etc. Amazing, amazing. Really There's well. A, yeah. Yeah. I think there's no there's no better form of marketing than hmm. than word of mouth word of mouth. Um, so to have a friend refer you to a specific website or to a specific product or program um, is much better than any kind of advertising you can have out there today. And I think that's one of the uh, the things that people saw with influencer marketing when it started up is that you know if I if I'm happy with the product and i can recommend that to my friends mm. that's the best validation that any that any product can actually get yeah absolutely now i was just going to say that um tied together with the referral codes we actually had a client that um required a referral code as an invite only product um that they were providing mm. um and uh so that was an interesting combination of a referral code and a coupon code um, that was unique and individual to that user, so it wasn't able to be um, transferred to others, uh, which is quite nice. And, and you know, Mike's done some great stuff with uh, the combining database of those two fields. Um, maybe you want to chat on that for a sec, Mike. Yeah. So one of the one of the obstacles that we had um, with with Maudic, um, and using, uh, there's a plugin that, that connects up WooCommerce from uh, Make, Web, Make Web Better. Mm-hmm. That's the Maudic integration plugin. And um, the issue we had over there was actually issuing off unique discount codes uh, that would be used once off. Um, and out of the box, the plugin did not does not provide this. Um, and when trying to come up with a campaign that would allow people to go into, for example, an abandoned cart campaign and be issued a discount code that they can't continuously use because you, you want to give it out once and, and that's it. You don't want him passing this to his friends sure. or every single time he goes back to the website to use this. Um, so what we did was we, we created this um, unique discount code um, program that um, was basically written by creating a few different MySQL tables inside a database and uh, a few bash scripts. Um, And I have written quite a um, simple blog post, I hope, that can explain to anybody how to go about implementing uh, unique discount codes and passing these unique discount codes back to Maltec so that they can be used to send out to users or contacts that actually uh, qualify for them. Um, that whole explanation is on one of the blog posts 
on uh, on our website, and I think it's also I think I've mentioned it a few times in the forums. Oh, and it it'll be in the show notes as well, of course. <laughs> yeah, okay, excellent. Great. I love that. Yeah. And yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's it. That's it about the uh, about the uh, about the discount codes. I think. Oh, okay. What I what I think sticks out, and what I love is that you guys uh, keep talking about technical bits and pieces, and at the same time, you really embed that in 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 marketing strategy and and in in tangible strategy things that really work and are not just just academic and. That that's really fantastic, and um, so when we just skip the technical ang angle and uh, just look at the the marketing part, is there any other tips you want to give our listeners? Like what what you emphasize on with your own clients and, and, and projects? What what's your strength? What what do you feel is most important? Um, sure, uh, you know. We try to sit with our clients as we go into any uh, relationship with them and try to understand their product, understand their um, kind of profit motivation um, and see where we can best support that as a, let's say, a core principle. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, because when we know how they win, um, then we can help them to win, right? Um, so we go into metrics, we kind of map out how they're going to acquire new new customers or if they are acquiring, where they're acquiring from and really start to kind of focus on the segmentation and cutting it up and seeing where they need to scale uh, in their business life. Um, if they've had a whole bunch of leads that have come in and uh, they need to convert them or if they're sitting with a, a retention issue and churn that they need to address. Um, kind of, I think that's, what we try to make our USP um, hmm. is, our, is, our, is our service and kind of just understanding of that. And then actually getting to the reality and, and getting landing pages set up, emails set up, and kind of implementing it out. Um, again, consistency is key, right? You want to keep on doing this over and over um, and, and getting people used to seeing you and feeling you top of mind. Um, and then you can introduce all kinds of concepts, um, whether it's education campaigns all the way through to um, products on sales and upsells. Um, so that's kind of our methodology. There's not kind of one answer fits all. Um, and it's nice to meet different businesses and different concepts and different sales cycles and strategies and personalities and uh and see what works for each one you know um i think from a marketing perspective that's how we and that's how i'd look at it anyway yeah uh, yeah it's good to have that sort of experience in the modic ecosystem and uh, again I, I think i like your setup a lot as, as a mortic uh company is, would you describe yourself as a Mordic company? Is that a big part of what you do? Yes. I hope so. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. What a question. What a question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we talk no, about no. infrastructure. That is the infrastructure, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. No, but seriously, what I was going to say is, is um, you basically rely on Mordic being a product with a good future and... and um, well, that uh, that just does a reliable job and does good things, etc. Um, so obviously, Mordic being a good product going forward is, is critical. But beyond that, uh, what else would you, if you could, wish uh, from the Mordic project to help you best in, in growing your Mordic business? What 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 would you, as a Mordic service company? What what would you ask for to to support your growth? Okay, so I I mean definitely it's a integral part of our business, and um, I think that it has an amazing community around it. I mean, coming from uh, the Drupal open source and even the Linux, where it's a it's a little bit harder to actually penetrate into into those specific products as a newbie. Um, Maltec itself and the community over there is very um, open and forthcoming to, to people coming into, into the community. And I think that the more the community grows, the more there will be a need to continue supporting the product itself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that, um, you know, as we, we're not a development house, however, we do have developers on board. However, when, when going into a development project, there is a very high cost to learning any new um, software or framework out there. Um, and I think something that would be really, really great inside the community is to have some kind of crowdfunding ability. Uh, there are hmm. many, many um, parts of Martic that could be improved on, um, that could definitely help on usability. I think that um, you do need to have a little bit of, of patience and um, uh, understanding in order to use certain features over there. Um, and if there was money around to actually fund certain projects, and I've seen that there was the project around the email builder that has been uh, brought up and there's always people that are coming up with, with really, really nice ideas. Um, however, as it's an open source community, we're very, very dependent on the capable developers out there to contribute their time and, and their efforts towards, uh, towards Martic. And, um, Obviously, there are the financial constraints around doing something like this. Uh, if somebody has a job and they're doing this on their side or, you know, for the good of the community, they can't always contribute X amount of time. And if there was actual money in the pot to, um, to incentivize certain people to, to partake in a specific project, I think that would be great. I mean, I know that, um, you know, Surge is, is, always there to to contribute um you know we we we've spoken about this on the forum before uh i do mm-hmm. have a few um a few uh ideas and wishes that that were put out there and i've i've said that we're happy to crowdfund it um, but if there was a mechanism for crowdfunding so at the moment there's a mechanism for voting but you know maybe people could start pledging you know i'm prepared to donate ten dollars mm-hmm. to this project or i'm prepared to donate a hundred dollars to this project mm-hmm. and you know, we could say, okay, you know, our, our, what, what the community is prepared to pay on development hours is, I don't know, $25, mm-hmm. $50, $300, whatever it is, we can then have a look at how much money we're able to fund for a specific project, how many votes there are, and any developer can pick up the project kind of very similar to Upwork over here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for bringing that up because we do have a little bit like that in place already on, on the GitHub mm-hmm. side. But I think it's not yet fully there, and obviously it's not yet visible and not connected to the forums and everything. So that's definitely something that we've been discussing for months now, and it, I, I agree it, it would be really valuable. It, it is not trivial because it has many different flavors, but, but uh, I think we do need it. Uh, and I, I'm very sure that, that uh, a lot of people out there will be in for for giving some money for a, for a certain feature they would love to see yeah so yeah exactly mm. even if it's you know even even if it's i mean there's there are enough people in the community that if you know people are even donating five dollars ten dollars i'm sure that you know together we could we we, we could raise uh, a nice amount of money and i guess the community would have to be would have to sit and and Agree on how much they're prepared to pay on development hours, for example. Um, I'd be I'd be happy to get involved in uh, in uh, discuss in these kind of discussions offline as well. Okay, yeah, uh, I'm writing this down now. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, uh, that's that's a good one. And uh, on the other end of that, um, I think we st- we're still lacking uh, those developers who, who are ready to to go go all in with Mordic and um, not just be random PHP developers, but really know more inside out and, and um, live from, from jobs like this. And uh, we as an agency could use many more freelancers or developers, of course, employees, if we could. And uh, yeah. for this sort of sponsored development work and, and um, bounty or whatever, um, Maybe that can help to 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 grow the developer base around Mordic and uh, have more consistency there as well. Hmm. Okay. Um, good. What else do we have? Any 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 last tips from your side? I think there are three main three three little tips that I that I would give to users today. Um, 
when using when using Martech. And I think that the first tip is that when testing anything inside Martech, make sure that you are doing it in a separate browser from where you mm. logged in or mm. in incognito mode. Mm. I've seen countless, countless oh, yeah. posts about things not working, my form's not working, I'm not able to pass an email parameter to the form, uh, this tracking isn't working, this isn't working, and it, it comes down to don't do it on the same browser that you logged into. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, every every few weeks you see the same the same topic coming up on the forums, I think, in mm. different uh, in different flavors. Um, the next one is obviously um, the, the the bigger your database, the uh, the more resources it's taking on the system that you're using. And if you have specific segments that are holding hundreds of thousands of users, you don't want this segment to be updated all the time. You know, maybe update this segment only at 12 o'clock in the evening. And mm. the way to do this is by setting up your cron jobs and using um, using uh, the minus I flag on your cron job. Oh, so if you have segment yeah. update minus I and then the ID of the segment that you want to update, uh, it'll only update that specific segment at a specific time. So if you have segments or campaigns that need to run at a higher frequency and that are less uh, resource heavy on the system, you can set those to run every five minutes or every minute, whatever it is. Um, but the one, the big ones that aren't going to take up your resources and kill your MySQL and slow slow your site down totally, um, try run those in the evening when uh, when there's not too much traffic going through your system. Yeah, that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and the last one is uh, to understand where your Mautic error log sits um, on your server. Uh, you know there is the the system log as well uh, from the uh, from the user interface. Mm -hmm. However, it's kind of limited in information that that's that it's given out. And uh, if you run into certain problems, uh, that's that's been my first place to look. And um, usually, I'll run a, a simple tail command, tail minus f. So this will keep um, uh, it will it will keep it alive while you're watching the terminal. Uh, you can do whatever action. Is failing, um, and you'll be able to see the results. And then once you see the results, it's uh, it's back to Google. And probably seventy to eighty percent of the time, what you search for for specific errors, you'll be able to find. Uh, they are either coming up on the forum or on uh, Stack Overflow. But um, there is a fortune of information out there. Mm. Uh, I think one of the one of the challenges is actually understanding what your problem is and the Maltic error log gives us a lot of insight into what the area actually is. Yeah, yeah, very true. And it works the other way around as well. So if you are not in troubleshooting mode, but just run your server on a day-to-day -day basis, it, it still makes sense to have some sort of monitoring on that error log and, and make sure to catch things when they come up and not only when when system breaks down. And uh, yeah, error log yeah. And, and monitoring yeah, big deal. I agree. Exactly. Sure. Yay. So, uh, Wells, Jordan, what do you have for us? Uh, let's keep it simple. I think uh, consistency is key um, when you take on any project um, mm -hmm. and definitely any task uh, in the system. And uh, just remember that you're communicating with individuals and uh, you want clear and authentic kind of messaging. Um, and consistency again. Hmm. Um, that's what I'd say. Yeah, from a user's point of view, sure. Yeah, yeah, and, and I like the fact that that you're hammering this one down because uh, uh, hopefully it'll work. And, and uh, I mean, people will remember it, and it's so important. And then you see that's that. the thing, right? It's yeah. it's so interesting. It always uh, makes me laugh that you know people send out communication. And they actually get a response. People come back and actually visit <laughs> and Crazy. purchase sometimes. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like such an amazing thing. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, do it consistently and you'll get consistent customers that will be uh, uh, hold long-term value. Uh, it doesn't matter what industry or vector you're, you're selling in. One of the top things that Jordan has always said to me and to our clients is a very, very simple sentence top of mind 
you always want to be top of mind with your clients, with your customers. And that constant communication keeps you top of mind. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, then um, where can people find you online? Maybe we start with Jordan. Uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> all the all places we shouldn't be. Okay. Uh, but uh, LinkedIn <laughs> is definitely a favored uh, um, professional uh, connection point, I think. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I put that in the show notes and, and uh, search media website as well, of course. And Mike, yep, I know. Surge.media. Yeah. Yeah. That's the actual URL, right? Surge.media. Exactly. Well, do, do people have trouble figuring that out? Do they add a .com or something, or is it easy enough? No. Search console no. Would, uh, would tell <laughs> us that everything is good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Mike, I know you are Mike W. on the forums. Where else will people find you? That's correct. So, you know, first and foremost, obviously through our website, um, on the Slack forum, on the Slack channel as well. I think yeah. I'm Mike W. over there on the forums. Um, and obviously, LinkedIn. Um, I think uh, I think that's that's probably it. Really. Um, I try be as active as possible on the forums, helping people out and uh, and getting them excited and dependent on uh, on Maltec itself. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay, Doke. Um, thank you very very much for today. That was quite a round trip and. Uh, a lot of gems in this conversation alone. <laughs> and thanks for helping the gems in, in, in Mordic. I Great, man. To thanks, Ed. Talk to you soon in the Mordic community somewhere, for instance, about yeah. uh, crowdfunding. Good point. Yeah. yeah. And maybe we also meet at Mordicon next month, maybe. Yeah. 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 We need, a, we, we, we need to, uh, we've always played with idea. Ruth's asked a few times, and we need to actually uh, contribute a little bit over there. Maybe do a do a talk or something as well. Excellent. Um, yeah, great, okay. man. We really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you, guys. Take care. Yeah, I got to say I completely agree with Jordan's point of the consistent and continuous communication that marketing needs. I think he just, yeah, he, he put that out really well. And I just can, yeah, agree. Yeah, it's funny that you say <laughs> that because he's hammering it down and, and whenever he did, uh, mentioned it i also said well yeah excellent <laughs> point I, I, yes um we, we're trying to to tell this to some of our clients some, yeah. Some, yeah. some really do it some some don't to tell the truth uh but but everybody should it's it's nonsense not to do it anyway let's move on to events what do we have yeah we got uh one yeah track on the events um Mautic was presented at the Fliesoe. It's the Latin American festival of uh, open source. And um Powertic had the booth there, I think, and um talked about Mautic and presented Mautic last April, I think on the 24th. Mm. And um yeah, we got a recording of that. Um but as far as I'm informed, it's in Portuguese. So if you're able to speak Portuguese and understand that. Uh, go take a listen. I hope there are subtitles, but I don't know if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least your fleece roll was certainly not Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but we do know that, that uh, Mordic is a big deal in, in Latin America, in, in Brazil, but also in the Spanish-speaking parts of Latin America. And I absolutely appreciate that Odegio was was Mordic, was Partic. <laughs> they are uh, showing the flag of Mordic down there as well, so yay. And then um, showing the flag worldwide is, of course, uh, do, going on in the Mordic conference next month. That is uh, June, uh, pretty exactly four weeks from now as we speak. Yes. I'm excited, hey. Yeah, time's flying by. I'm, like We are talking about the, the conference for so long and I'm always thinking, yeah, we, we still got a couple of months left and now it's <laughs> down to like next month and it's getting closer yeah. and closer. Yeah, yeah, and there's still work to do. So if, if you are uh, able to help us out with, with some things, uh, please do get in touch with me. Specifically, if you are able to contribute a couple of hours uh, during the event as a, a track lead, um, okay. 
that would be really appreciated, especially the non-English uh, languages that we do. We do have a couple. Go go at the website, uh, look at the schedule which is published there, and I think the uh, tickets will be s sold every day now. Um, uh, we do have some sponsorships left, not many, so that's another opportunity to make a dent and to, to get visibility in the Mordic world. So check that out as well. Uh, Mordicon.org. Uh, no, <laughs> Mordicon.mordic.org. That's what it is. Um, yeah, it's all there. Go check it out. Whew, um, we're at the end of another Mordicast episode. Thank you so much, Leon. Yeah, thank you so much, Eki. Thanks. It was a pleasure as always. <laughs> uh, wasn't it? Thanks everybody for listening. If you did like it, tell the world, uh, tweet about it, uh, star about it. If you didn't like it, tell whoever you like, but, but absolutely tell us. If you have any ideas, tell us as well. We appreciate your feedback. And we're looking forward to, uh, no, not to listen to you, too, but <laughs> to have you as a guest next time. <laughs> Thanks, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.